This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday morning, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we're continuing our wonderful Halloween spooky season arc. And in a very special case, mm-hmm. today Grace is doing a two-part, or I should say part one of a two-part <laughs> episode. <laughs> you guys are going to be here for a while. It's Four two hours. More episodes in one. Yeah, right. Have fun. Oh my God, really? Are each one's two hours? <laughs> We'll we'll probably make them that long. Yeah, yeah. Knowing us, knowing us. And because I sneaked a uh, peek at the the episode tracker and saw (laughs) what you're talking about today. And I am very, very excited. Uh I gotta say, I have seen this before, what you're talking about, but it's been quite a while. So refresh me. And on that note, I'm gonna hand it on over to you. Yes, excellent. Well, that was actually my first question was, I assume Mm -hmm. you've seen this film that we'll be doing, but how long has it been? Do you think? Do you remember a lot of it? You probably remember the vibe, some characters. Yeah. What's what's Um, in the memory bank? What's in the memory bank? Uh, Actually, well, in terms of the story, maybe about like 50%. I kind of remember like some of the overarching stuff, but really what I really remember from it is a lot of the food, a lot of crawfish. Yes. A lot of good beignets going on. <laughs> I remember watching it when I was younger with my brothers when it first came out because I think, well, I'll let you get to that, but I think it was the first of its kind in terms of the show and the universe that we're yes. talking about. So, so it was just a very big deal when it came out and it was very spooky and creepy vibe. So the three of us really, really loved watching it when we uh, got it on VHS, I think from Blockbuster or something. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So many things are throwback. back. So yes, yes. This, is, this also, that was helpful because I think there's a chance that you may, this is the second like one oh, that ever came out of this variety. Okay. And so you okay. might be combining the first of its oh, kind maybe. with this one. Uh, due to your food comment of like location based, but what are we talking oh, about here? We'll yeah, find well, out. Yeah, get at it. Yeah, we are talking today and next week about the 1999 film masterpiece mm-hmm. Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Yes, <laughs> Which, masterpiece, masterpiece. <laughs> um, and yes, this is a classic TV movie version of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. And the first one that they had ever done actually was Zombie Island, which oh, is, I think maybe what you're what thinking, thinking about of. if yeah. that had to do with New yeah. Orleans or something. Yeah, you're but right. But this was a follow up and it does tie some plot lines and like storylines from the first one into this one. Okay. This was the second Scooby Doo movie, like TV okay. movie. Gotcha. Um, thus, probably the confusion there. Yep. Which yep. works to my favor because it means you don't remember it as well, which exactly. I've before. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's a win win. Exactly. But yes, as you said, it was a huge deal to youth like us mm-hmm. that there was a whole movie coming out that starred Scooby and the gang. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, um, following these films they've just done more and more including eventually live action films etc etc and basically all of them it's basically just a scooby-doo episode except a bigger mystery yeah bigger shenanigans bigger a little bit longer a little longer and this is no different except for the fact that this one is a halloween episode Mm -hmm. and so i 
have not seen this film in a very long time as well, like easily over a decade. Um, So I started out by doing a quick Wikipedia of like when it came out and was gobsmacked by the cast of this film. Mm -hmm. So we'll like um, meet the additional characters as like in this film as we go. So I'm not going to fully tell you who, which voice actor plays who, because okay. one of them is a big reveal later on. But I'll just tell you who whose voices appear in this and who else they are in the world. So okay. first, cool, cool, cool. we have Jennifer Hale, oh. who was Sam yeah. in Totally Spies yeah. <laughs> and Mandy. She played both of them? Both. Girl can do Man. both. I wonder which one is more like her normal voice. Hopefully Sam. Sam, (laughs) Sam actually, because once I figured out who it was, I was like, this is Sam. Yeah. The voices were not that different from Sam. Um, And then Jane, I'm going to say her last name wrong, probably. Jane Weedlin, who's a member of the Go-Go's. She's one of the founding Mm -hmm. members of, it's a rock band, the Go-Go's. Okay. Big 90s band. Um. Tress McNeely. Oh, she, oh that's uh-huh. a legend right Get there. Get ready for this list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Animated voice icon, including Dot and the Animaniacs, Gadget mm-hmm. and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, <laughs> and Futurama. Okay, mm-hmm. you know who her Futurama? <laughs> yes. Okay, excellent. Good. She's a big name. She and- was just in the new episode that dropped uh, earlier this week, actually. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we should probably tell them then, since you know who it is. Mom, Mom. from Futurama yeah. <laughs> is who Tress plays. Um, an icon of the show. Yes. And finally, last but absolutely furthest from the least, mm-hmm. a voice we've featured before in one of our shows. Mm. A voice that is undeniably perfect an icon, a hero of ours, not just oh. in animated voices, but in film generally. Wait. Oh my God. I think I know. Oh my God. I know. And now it's coming back to me. Tim fucking yes. Curry. Yes, right. Isn't he the author? Yes. Yes, that's right. Oh my God. I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh my God. I can't wait until you're done with this so I can go back and rewatch this movie. Yes. We oh, yeah. wait both part. Parts. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Tim fucking curry is in this film yeah, playing whoa, I totally forgot. a main character and thus yes. we get his soothing sweet british vocal cords oh, the whole man. fucking movie yes i cannot wait to rewatch this it is perfect like the second i like saw that on wikipedia i was just like it's perfect it, this yes. is a perfect film i have also no notes and now it is coming back to me the differences between this and Zombie Island. Mm. Just even you starting with that. No, because I feel I feel like I remember who the three ladies you just named voice. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, is that their first appearance in the Scooby Doo verse? Yes. But is. I'll let you I'll let you get to that. I don't yes. want to steal your thunder because now I'm like, wait, oh my God, it's all coming. Yes, it's all okay, coming no. back to me. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. Speaking of 90s. Hits. Yeah, right. Celine Dion. This was right up there with the witch's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't use this. That song. Celine Dion didn't give the rights to that first you being the witch's dare ghost. She Weird. Get it together, Celine. Um, no, I'm glad that it's slowly coming back to you because that's what <laughs> watching this film, like I would love throughout this for you to shout out when all of a sudden you have these like okay. brain blasts. Memory because verse, yeah. while watching it, 
that's what was happening to me. It was just like, oh my God, I remember that. Or being like, wait, I thought this happened. And then like it did or didn't happen. And just like, it was like a like hypnotherapy recovered memory (laughs) situation happening. Justin like walks in on you watching it and you're like halfway like crying and halfway like laughing. He's just like, he just are you shuts okay? The door. Doesn't even uh-huh. ask me if I'm okay. No. He's like, okay, bye. Bye. Have a good night. See you. See ya. Shuts the door. <laughs> but yes, so we are going to break this, as we've said, into two parts, not only because it's a movie, but because we're going to get into a little bit of history things mm, and some cool. Wikipediaing of things. But we start out with a full moon and creepy music over my favorite place to be a museum yes again going back to our roots no notes on this film it is perfect yeah (laughs) through and through (laughs) so we have the curator locking up for the night and we see all of mystery inc daphne fred velma shaggy scooby are all hiding within various exhibits in the museum And just before the curator locks down the last exhibit and leaves, we see these two, like, Colin describes them as, like, Viking warrior mummies. They were a lot of things at once. Okay, yeah. Come out to, I guess, like, question mark, kill the curator, because they raise their, like, axes above the curator's head, and they're about to strike down until Shaggy and Scooby pop out of their exhibit and save him. And through a classic series of shenanigans, they try to catch this mummy warrior thing. But we see what actually catches these little villains here is someone from behind a velvet curtain who just sticks his foot out and trips them. And then they fall into the trap, et cetera, et cetera. And so the gang gathers at the scene to see how they caught these mummies and unmask them. That doesn't really matter who they are. There's some random people trying to steal from the museum. As for you, old man Jenkins. Old man Jenkins. You meddling kids, et cetera, et cetera. Could have gotten away with it, blah, blah, Uh blah. Yeah. Actually, hilariously, like he does do that. And Freddie's like, we're not kids anymore. Which is like an ongoing thing Freddie says. Fred says throughout this. He's like, we're not kids. (laughs) Um, I want to be treated like a serious adult. Adult, we're 20 now. Yeah. (laughs) And so we, uh, while they're unmasking that, we see this person from behind the curtain step out who who tripped the mummies. And we see this early middle-aged white dude in a burgundy blazer with a black t-shirt underneath. So he's in a formal but casual situation. He's Mm -hmm. like smart casual. Smart cash. Perfect. Yes. Black pants. He's got black hair that's pulled back into a ponytail, a goatee, and thick rimmed black glasses. And before we talk about who this is, Mm -hmm. while we're discussing about what someone looks like, we got to briefly talk about the animation of the gay. Oh, yeah. Film. Because for some reason, that when I saw this as a child, I had no questions about it. But now as an adult, I was like, wait, why did this change? Like, was it feminism? Question mark. But mm-hmm. Fred and Daphne's <laughs> outfits have changed. But no one else's have. Yeah. <laughs> like, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby all look exactly the same. So Fred is like a little softer in his animation, even Mm. though I think they're like between the ages of 18 and 20 during this film. 
like he looks more boy-like than he did before. Um, he's in now a casual blue t-shirt and jeans and over the blue tee, he's got like a white denim look going on with some like, you mm. know, utility pockets, like a white denim jacket situation. Yeah. Um, and Daphne is what I can only describe as like a news anchor. Her hair mm-hmm. is like still the signature orange, but instead of like super like voluptuous, it's like nicely like coiffed and a little tighter, full mm-hmm. set of bl- bangs. They're grown up now, Grace. Exactly. They're <laughs> mature now. Matured. <laughs> and so her eyes are like contact lens blue. I don't know what she did to oh, dye wow. her eye, her irises mm. or some shit. But She's got on a not very cute, like, purple blazer that's buttoned up and a purple Hmm. pencil skirt with a green blouse underneath. And, like, throughout the years, they have redone Daphne the most, I think. This was a hard miss, hard pass for me on this one. (laughs) But it turned out that the reason for this, at least for Daphne, and I guess they had strung Fred along, was... That this, like we mentioned, was a continuation of the previous film, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah. And at the start of that film, the gang after high school, supposedly, had yeah. split up to do their own things, which yeah. is also the beginning plot of the live-action Scooby-Doo that has Matt yeah. Lillard, Freddie Prinze Jr., and uh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar in it, yeah. and whoever else is in it. Those Linda are the... Cardellini. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I can't remember their other names. But anyways, <laughs> which we, like, should cover one day. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this, like, split-up time before the gang gets back together in, in the, again, first film, um, Daphne literally was a travel show host. Yeah. Like, being a host, it's like a History Channel, like, Ghost Hunters-esque mm-hmm. series. Just crazy as, like, an 18 or 19-year-old. Right. Like, I mean, the fuck is your cred? Like, Her family's rich. Like, look at influencers today. True, this is true. You just gotta have a good face for TV, which Daphne yeah. does. Um, And good producers who write your scripts for you. Exactly. (laughs) And a good cameraman, which is Fred. Yes. So he was her cameraman, which is why he's in a little more cash outfit. And Mm -hmm. she's That's why he has the utility pockets. Exactly. He's (laughs) ready. Got to hold all those gadgets for your camera. And he's got to move quick, you know, especially ghost hunting and, like, traveling the world, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, so Daphne was, like, literally in her, like, TV show outfit, which I guess was her being, like, Yes, I am mature. Don't you see? Like, mm-hmm. look at my bill. I host a whole history program. Don't this you know? Adults wear. Yeah. So, anyways, that's why no one else got a makeover. Apparently, is because that was their plot line. Well, we should gotcha. eventually cover Zombie Island. I don't remember it at all. But like, maybe next Halloween. Yeah, yeah, we should. One, well, I'll get yeah, you should something. do that one since yeah. you have some vague memory and I have none. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so the gang's together again, blah, blah, blah. All is well. And things get even better, even more well, if you will, for Velma, at least. Because the dude with the ponytail who walked out from behind the curtain, it turns out, is the world-famous horror author, Tim Curry, a.k.a. (laughs) Ben Ravencroft. Yeah. Voiced, yes, by a personal hero, Tim Curry. Mm -hmm. And Ben is Velma's personal hero. 
she's he's basically like Stephen King, essentially yeah. a British Stephen King, mm-hmm. British and far more suave, way more handsome. No, and like Stephen King, but yeah, maybe doesn't have the coke habit he had to kick, but cannot confirm or deny. You that. know, yeah, honestly, he you know may what? Have. We should speculate about that. We, throughout. Yeah, <laughs> maybe at the end. Well, yeah, we'll come yeah, back we'll, to that. We'll see what he's been up to. <laughs> yeah. But Velma starts hardcore fangirling over him. Of course. And it turns out that Ben Ravencroft here is also a fan of Velma and Mystery Inc. Mm. So he's heard of them through what is, you know, the small paranormal world and crime scene that Mystery Inc. obviously operates in and he mm-hmm. as a horror and crime author also operates in so we've got a little Venn diagram they got a little crossover in like this nice. paranormal crime world yeah we're also in it now we are now officially diagram. oh my god do you think ben ravencroft has heard of saturday morning mysteries oh my god, do you think tim curry knows who we are <laughs> <laughs> stephen king hey i told you guys to tweet at stephen king in last week's episode so get on Does he know it. who we are <laughs> have you done it yet go do it now Go do it now. <laughs> so Ben explains as they unmask the mummies that he had been at the museum that evening and day researching researching his new book when he saw some sus behavior afoot and stayed to investigate and was very grateful when Mystery Inc. ended up being there too, since they're actual invest actual quote unquote investigators. Yeah. And he just, you know, kind of helped them out. And after seeing what a fangirl Velma is. Which I will say, let's keep in mind, they're over, they're probably between 18 and 20 now. Yeah. So like I'm going to guess maybe towards 20, maybe now, because they were, yeah, cause like know, they were over 18 in Zombie Island. Exactly. So, like they've yeah. gone for a couple years, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, still creepy, but. Yeah, yeah, still like weird. And there's no like overtly yeah. like flirting stuff, but just like Velma being obsessed with him. I needed to make sure that she was also like 20 for my own yes. like, Velma girl. So. <laughs> But, you know, it is a little creepy because Ben is like, oh, well, you guys are obviously huge fans of mine. Um, And so he mentions that he right now is on his way back to his hometown of Oak Haven, Massachusetts. And Mm. he goes back every year this time because the fall is the most beautiful time to be there. And he goes back for a couple of weeks to do some writing, to get some quiet time. This is his like, his retreat basically is going back to his hometown. And he says, if Velma and the rest of the gang are interested, like they could come see his hometown too, see his roots. I think it's kind okay. of like how people will go visit wherever the fuck Stephen King is from in Maine. Yeah, in Maine. Type yeah. of thing. And like, you know, go fangirl that way, fanboy that way. And so they're like, okay, sounds good. Like cool. we can use a vacation. And like, it sounds beautiful. And Velma's like, I'll go anywhere with you, Ben. And he's oh, like, goodness. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Let's, girl. He's uh, back here. Let's, maybe I take that back. But yeah. there is one more thing that got a makeover. Ooh. The mystery. Oh. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the, you know, 1960s slash 70s, like VW bus van. Mm-hmm. This was a bad choice. All the makeovers were bad. <laughs> You're like not feeling them. Okay. This was like is like a boxy '90s sketchy van. Like you know when you think of like the white van you don't go near. Yeah, it's that. But, but like, they painted it, it so it's okay. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> I hated it. 
I was like, <laughs> if I knew anything about cars, I could tell you which one it was like modeled after, but I don't, and I didn't care enough to look it up. It's bad. I hated it. Okay. But still, it's a perfect movie and no notes. I stand by that. <laughs> Save it. <laughs> you know, what is perfection? No, nothing is truly perfect. There must exactly. be flaws in everything. Exactly. So. That's what makes it art. Yes. This is yeah. art. <laughs> This film is artistic. <laughs> yes. So anyways, they all head to Oak Haven um, in Massachusetts. And it's nestled into the countryside with rolling hills blanketed with trees that are mm. all now in the reds and golds of fall with old, you know, white barns dotting the rivers that flow through the town and beautiful covered bridges and mm. churches. And it is idyllic and gorgeous. But as they pull up and into Oak Haven, Ben says, and I will say, Tim Curry has some interesting delivery. Oh, no. <laughs> great choices. But it's still perfect. And we but love you, Tim Curry. Perfect. And he is perfect. And this film is perfect. We <laughs> try my best to imitate this line. So oh, what other beyond this? Okay. So he, they're like driving in, and he has been giving them a tour of the country. He's in the mystery machine with them. So he's in his own car and Velma's driving with him and he's like giving him their little tour. No, I will say I like <laughs> cut this part out hilariously before this line delivery. Velma is like, and then at the end of blah, 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 I just couldn't. And then Ben's like, oh, look, we're pulling into the town. And she's like, what, uh, already? And he's like, yes. So he's like, stop talking. Car, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this line part, so this is just a Velma, but he goes, Ah, see? Welcome to Oak Haven. What? Uh, huh? Which is the live delivery of the what, which is yeah. a choice he made. What? What? Because he is shocked as they enter Oak Haven and hit traffic in this small-ass Massachusetts town. The streets are jammed with honking cars, filled with people on the sidewalks and in and out of the stores. And Ben explains to Velma that Oak Haven is a quiet, off-the-beaten-track town that Hmm. nobody knows about or goes to. Apparently not. Yes, apparently not. And so he does see the mayor on, like, this. he's, like, in the town square so Ben pulls over to figure out, like, who the fuck are all these people and what is going on here? Yeah. Again, what? You know he just received that script that morning that he read it. He's like, I didn't have time to get into character. I didn't know the emotion going on in the town. Yes. Was it sure? Yeah. I've never been to Oak Haven. I'm a method actor. I need to go there to What would Ben feel in this, in this moment? What would that's he feel? Yeah. <laughs> And so, what? what? <laughs> that, was that good? Was that a good was take? That good? All right, let's perfect. keep it going. <laughs> yeah, no, I only do one take. I only need <laughs> one take. And he's Sir Tim Curry. Exactly. Thank you very much. And so, Mayor Corey um, is a man with curly hair. He's got thick mutton chops. He's got a blue suit on with a turtleneck underneath. And he's greeting all of these tourists who are coming in and out of the town square. And he's thrilled when he sees Ben and his friends. And the mayor's responses to all of Ben's like, what the fuck is this? Essentially is just saying like, isn't this great? Like business is booming. 
we're putting on the autumn fest this weekend and all of these tourists have come from across the country for it. There's even tomorrow night an autumn fest. We've got a concert going on. Like this is the shit, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And as Ben is like stammering in his confusion, another townsperson comes up and his name is Mr. McKnight. And he runs kind of like the local pharmacy, kind of like drugstore situation. He knows Ben. Again, this is Ben's hometown. They all grew up together. He runs up to Ben and pulls out a box of merch t-shirts. Telling Ben that like, Ben, this one's on the house, Mm. but you better get it now. I'm about to sell out of these shirts at my store. Like Mm. this town is popping and I'm like running low. And the merch has a green witch on it, on the front. Mm. And it says, I met the ghost of Oak Haven, and then in parentheses, and lived. <laughs> nice. So, nice. yeah, okay. it's pretty cute. I it's marketable. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It is marketable, very much so. <laughs> and at the mention of a ghost, obviously, Mystery Inc.'s ears perk right up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Including Scooby's, who's literally yeah. doing mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, just from fear, fear, but everyone <laughs> else everyone else is like, hell yeah, it's job, like, aka unpaid no. volunteer work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Scooby and Chad, you're like, let's get the fuck out. Yeah, Daphne's probably like, oh no, this is paid for me now, though. This is, I'm comping this to my business yes, card from a travel show. You get, they're like her crew, consider yeah. her crew or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Velma, you're on the Tax boom, perfect. Yeah. But, Sh- uh, Shaggy and Scooby are security. Yeah, exactly. And so noticing this, uh, their interest, the mayor, Mayor Corey, who I'll just refer to as the mayor, Mm -hmm. uh, explains like, yeah, we got a fucking ghost in town. That's why all these tourists are here. They're basically all ghost hunters. Y'all want some merch too? Like McKnight, hook them up with some t-shirts. And actually, it's funny that y'all are interested in this ghost, specifically Ben, because it's the ghost of your ancestor, Ben, the witch Sarah Ravencroft. Mm. And at this, Ben loses his fucking mind at the mayor and McKnight saying that he thought that they put this witch shit to rest about Sarah. Mm. Like loses his mind. So it sounds like an anger, not yes. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's having a little breakdown. It. Yeah. I was like, oh, what are we, what are we talking about? He doesn't relapse onto Coke like CBK yeah. or something like that. Or does he? Or Maybe does. The anger is that. It's fueled. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a little too angry. But yeah. anyway, because of the coke. But no, no, no. <laughs> he is just very mad that they would even bring this up. This seems like this has some history in the town. And Ben mm-hmm. is like sick of people bringing this up. But the mayor says like, whoa, 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 Ben, like this is not our fault. We are not the ones who brought Sarah into this. She brought herself into this. Mm. And like, here's the thing. We may have, like, the speaking as the town, we wanted to like recreate kind of like the a Puritan village that had like founded our town. So, you know, like back in Ohio, they'd have like the little like, um, you know, like pilgrim villages where you can go and like churn butter and like that type yeah. of shit. Yeah, Sharon Woods. Exactly. We yes. all went on school field trips. Yeah, field there. trips there. We all it's turned butter once up. in our life. Are you exactly. from Ohio if you haven't turned butter? Exactly. Well, like some slightly like 
20 year old looks bored as fuck yeah <laughs> like fall job like sweeping um, in the background whenever's exactly. rolling her eyes probably yeah. listening yeah. to their ipod yeah. at the time or walkman etc cetera, etc cetera. but anyways <laughs> so like they decided to build one of these little towns it was a puritan village that like founded oak haven but after they built it this ghost started appearing and haunting the shit out of this town and ben's like how do you know it's sarah though this is just making assumptions and the mayor and mcknight tell him like no she fucking told us it was her like she has not been shy that she announced herself when she haunted in the room (laughs) yeah she was like what up homies it's me sarah It's It's, it's your girl Sarah I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back, back. back Sarah's it. back. <laughs> Tell your Haunt friends. Your friends. <laughs> and so hilariously, Fred and Daphne look at each other and roll their eyes, and they're like. Let us guess. You disturbed her resting place with construction. Now she's haunting y'all. And the mayor is like, wait, yes. How'd you guys know? And they were like, elementary, dear mayor. Been there, done that. Yawn. Next. (laughs) But the mayor brings them all to this recreated Puritan village where, yes, there are people dressed up as Puritans, churning butter, making candles, all of that good stuff we've all done. Uh, yes, also have made candles. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they even have those, like, old-timey, um, I don't know what they're called. I gotta look this up and just obviously did not. But, like, you know what they would, like, keep prisoners in with, like, the arms and the head? Oh, and, like, the stocks. The, the stocks. stocks yes, the, thank um, you. They've yeah, got something like a that. line yeah. of stocks up oh, in this shit. village that people are taking pictures in. Cute. <laughs> tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah oh my God, do it for the grand or my space. Yeah, this place deserves to be haunted. Yeah, exactly. All the people that died in those are like, are what there the some states that witches yeah. were burnt at? We'll see. Probs. But yes, um, this place is brimming with tourists taking photos. Probably some school field trips are running around in there, et cetera, et cetera. And while Scooby, Shaggy, Fred, and Daphne explore the attractions and look for some ghosty signs, Velma and Ben are talking to the mayor a little more. And while exploring, though, Scooby is, you know, digging around. I think he was, like, chasing a little squirrel or a gopher or some shit like that and finds this, like, very old, rusty, square piece of metal that looks like a a shoe buckle. And Hmm. so... (laughs) Even though, like, they realize or, like, someone tells them, like, this is an artifact that's probably, like, 400 years old, Shaggy is just, like, cool and puts it on his shoe instead of, you know, like, preserving Where's it. Where's your museum? Like, yeah. To a museum or, like, the city. He's just, yeah. like, this is called fashion. Look it up. Puts it on one shoe. There's one shoe? Shoe buckle. You know, mismatching is all the rage. The 90s were a weird fashion time. Yes. 1999, people are, it's a weird time for everyone. <laughs> but back at Velma, the mayor, and Ben, the mayor explains that, um, yes, the disturbed Sarah Ravencroft um, was a persecuted witch way back in 1657 in this town. Okay. Okay. Ben immediately is mad about this witch slander that is going on. And he okay. explains 
<laughs> that Sarah was unjustly persecuted. Well, fair, right. as we've covered in previous episodes. Exactly. Very timely that I think your last episode was about, which is yeah, you've talked about Hall- the Salem yeah. witch trials before, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Last Halloween, yeah. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And so Sarah wasn't a witch, he says, but she was a woman who simply practiced natural healing and was like an herbalist and was unfairly accused due to her eccentric ways. Mm. And Velma pipes in that this is classic mid-1600s behavior, just like mm-hmm. the Salem witch trials. Perhaps. If you're a little eccentric, a little weird, piss off your neighbors, people be calling you a witch. Talk out of turn. Exactly. Show your ankles a little too oh. much. Oh, she's a witch. Oh, but her. at the stake. But her. So, and if you want more about Stealing Witch Trials, yes, go back to yeah. last Halloween, listen to one of yeah. Alexis's episodes, I believe, where she talks Classic about Witch or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Talks, mm-hmm. which I think it was also a Scooby-Doo episode, perhaps. It was. It was. Yep. Why do I feel like that witch's name was Sarah, too? That's maybe what maybe. I was going Yeah, crazy. I was like, was this episode? movie totally based off of that? Or like that episode maybe was a lot of the inspiration for this? Maybe? Yes. I don't know. I was going yeah. crazy thinking about that. And then continually forgot to look it up but in my yeah. head it was the same name sarah ravencroft I, yeah. I don't think it was ravencroft but for some reason <laughs> yeah i feel like it was sarah maybe yeah. not though that's just like also a super common name exactly. so, i was about to say someone's like, it could been be a, a nod to like the salem witch trials and kind of like the group of six girls who like cost yeah. it all maybe one of them was named sarah but again maybe. that's just a super fucking common name it's, so like, it's, i think i know at least six sarahs yeah. persecuted during the salem witch trials Rob's, yeah know. yeah anyway ben <laughs> agrees with velma and is like yes you are correct so many people are getting persecuted at this time unfairly mainly women um but yes again she wasn't a witch but a healer and i think that she kept a journal of all of her patients and kind of like herbal remedies and kind of like her i guess you know like doctor's log of sorts Mm -hmm. and potions exactly potions aka medicine (laughs) medicine Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is why people died at like age 30 back then (laughs) medicine was like black magic like you were having some praise um and he proceeds to ask the mayor asking basically that like were there you know kind of he sees shaggy's fashionable shoe buckle and he asks the mayor like were there any other things that you found during kind of this construction? And the mayor says no, besides, you know, more kind of like shoe buckle-esque things that would have stood, you know, 400 years in the ground. So like yeah. metal Preserve objects, them. basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and Ben is disappointed because he thinks that if he can find Sarah's journal, he could clear her name and basically prove that she wasn't a witch, but instead that like this journal was filled with, again, medical records her like herbal remedies that type of stuff and just prove that like again she was doing good she wasn't some evil witch yeah but while this conversation's going on all of this reenactment shenanigans have worked up the appetites of shaggy and scooby mm-hmm. who ditch the group and go to dinner in town at some diner and it's owned by this heavy set balding man in a vest and bow tie named jack And Jack is at first very happy to seat Shaggy and Scooby in this bustling restaurant. There's only like, you know, one table left Mm. because of all the tourists. 
but obviously he very quickly regrets this because they of course eat him out of house and home immediately uh, no it consideration me, for small seen, business people have you seen spirited away yes it's yeah. like the pigs at the beginning oh my god yeah like that's literally what it is like they like humans instantly just, turning into pigs yeah like, just like chowing down soft. and like getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger so yes. that's what they're up to over there nice yeah nice. meanwhile velma fred and daphne head to ben's like childhood home which is a straight up fucking mansion to see where he grew up, see his, you know, studio, where he, where his genius comes from, et cetera, et cetera. So they're hanging out in his office, which is like, <laughs> what? Where is he? I just, I just imagine Velma's like, I want to see other rooms too. <laughs> where his genius happens. Where does your maybe, real inspiration yeah. Where does the magic happen? <laughs> like, they give like MTV cribs. They'd always go to the bedroom, like, and this is where the magic happens. And I was like, "Yes, the genius." Ben like shuts the door on her. He looks Fred and Daphne. Velma, you stay there. Velma, Actually, Velma, can you go grab us something from the basement? Velma, can you? We're a little hungry. Could you go to town to that diner and get us some food and bring it back? Yeah. I can't think on an empty stomach, you know. Thanks, girl. As soon as Shuts she the leaves, door, like, I'm like, she's Eesh. fucking weird. You always like this, yeah. and they're like, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. She's just stalking you, really into you. Yeah, like, really into you, Ben. Yeah. You should be careful, Ben. Yeah, and I like don't know why haunting. you let her ride with you. <laughs> Up here. Yeah. Ben was like, I regret it. She <laughs> took locks of my hair from my ponytail. What? When? <laughs> like, is there is any way what? to send her back to where we came from? Exactly. Like, oh, Velma, I left something at that museum. Would you please be a doll and go back and get it for me? Um, I left um my other blazer there. Could you? Yeah. I left an unfinished manuscript. Like Velma is full misery. <laughs> yeah like that old film yeah that would be Velma with this author oh no anyways in his home great horror thriller movie exactly that I haven't seen but know about (laughs) yeah I truly actually this whole time I was like Velma would this would be that film yeah in the northeast winter is coming someone who's like super stalker obsession (laughs) vibes with an author exactly yeah and so in his office, yes, he eventually let Velma in. And above one of the fireplaces in this mansion is a painted portrait of a woman who has long brown hair on, layered skirts. She's got kind of like a headscarf holding her hair back. She's under this great, beautiful oak tree with kind of like a bunch of bowls around her. And she's holding some type of like journal or book or something. Hmm, okay. And Ben explains to the gang who's looking at this portrait that this is indeed a portrait of Sarah Ravencroft, his hmm. ancestor. And as he narrates, we go into a sepia-toned flashback huh. from the 1650s, where we see a young and very much alive Sarah Ravencroft treating an old lady with something that she's kind of like mashed up in like, you know, a mortar and pestle uh there's like some smoke rising from it but you know we see her like kind of foraging dropping some natural herbs in there having this old lady drink from it and kind of the old lady smiles at her 
And Ben continues to explain in this flashback that, yes, this is in like Sarah's writing in this journal, that, yes, he thinks this is a journal or a log of all of her patients. And she focused, and this killed me, specifically on those who couldn't afford medical treatments, because I guess healthcare has always been fucked in the United States. The tale as old as time. The tale as <laughs> old as colonization. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and yes, that uh, he thinks that this uh, journal, like we said, would prove that she wasn't a witch doing spells, but a natural healer. And mm. specifically, Ben says that she was what's called a Wiccan. Ah, okay. No. Yeah. Let's head to Wikipedia here. <laughs> See what I did there? Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. To talk about witches and Wiccans. And let's note here, I obviously am going to get things wrong. Sorry to anyone out there who's into witchy things, practicing witchy things, or Wiccany things. Yeah. You all know I simply stayed on Wikipedia for this and just clicked on further Wikipedia links, all of three pages, and that was it. Hey, that's a lot. I that was the most that's I probably more than one have done. It's usually one so and done. You could say I reviewed multiple sources for <laughs> this. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So let's start with witches. And obviously, I guess not obviously, but to talk about witches, I'm going to focus on like the Eurocentric history and definitions, because okay. that's the lens we usually see them through in America. And also, it's because here and in Europe, that's where, you know, Christianity really fucked shit up when it came to witchy things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so by definition witches are simply practitioners of witchcraft magic or sorcery and historically witchcraft and the witches that practiced it were said to do so specifically to cause misfortune to others sometimes what's called black magic essentially they were seen if you were practicing witchcraft people assumed you had like you know uh, malicious intent and were up to no good although there were what was called in some places cunning folk who also practiced magic but they were healers or they were protecting you against the malicious magic it's kind of interesting that they were like witchcraft is bad unless you're using it to protect me from the bad witchcraft but most of you are practicing the bad witchcraft which again we're gonna get rid of all of you so all of you are out of here get a few Um, bad apples yeah ruin it for the whole bunch (laughs) and interestingly taking kind of a step away from europe is that some form of like witchcraft and witches are found in cultures around the world, which I always find fascinating. Yeah. Some thinking that like concepts of witchcraft started to explain strange misfortunes and natural phenomenon that couldn't be explained at the time, which is obviously classic. Yeah. But like I said, witches can be anyone who practices witchcraft, magic, or sorcery of any variety, quote unquote, good or bad. But the earliest recorded use of the word witch in Europe dates back to around 890. Although they were obviously very present before then, the written work says 
women who are accustomed to receiving enchanters and sorceresses and witches. Do not let them live. So (laughs) that's great. So in the earliest times of mentioning the witches, they were already being like told to be murdered. Exactly. (laughs) That was like the first mention of a witch was like murder the witch. (laughs) Murder the witch. Yeah. So like by the time it reached written record, that was the vibe of like, she's a witch burn her burn her do yep. not let her live got exactly. it exactly and so the word which also appears in the bible which i did not know obviously oh, okay. and it's connected with devil worship mm-hmm. and of course it's the bible so also about killing them because the bible yes. is violent as hell violent as hell if you will especially the first test or the uh yes the, the old, old testament, testament. yeah and that's where i think the most of the mentions Probably. of which exist yeah. um, and that's why christians hate anything involving like movies books anything like that involving witchcraft exactly yeah, yeah. devil worship etc etc Saint yeah. panic you know it yeah you, love it. you know it you love you it you got it all <laughs> it's showbiz baby you love it <laughs> um plus very interestingly so yeah so obviously by the time mentions of witch and witchcraft have reached written word at least in europe yes like you said it's already about killing them it's already painting them in a very bad light Obviously, at this point, Christianity is doing its thing, aka Christianity is Christianity. Everyone. Yeah. And interestingly, there are some notes that like the Inquisition also really kind of like amped up, um, I guess, kind of like the stereotype that we now or that they had at the time about witches being evil, inherently evil. Um as they really leaned into witch accusations to murder people, mm-hmm. which, you know, were either fully made up, obviously, or most likely, again, in classic Christianity, they were purposeful misunderstandings of pagan traditions that then they said, you a witch. Oh, you you practicing not Christianity? You're doing You're your traditional witch. practices? You a witch. Mm-hmm. And you know, that to no one's surprise is what became the prevailing definition throughout hundreds of years following um, kind of Christianity's hold on Europe, because obviously history is written by who? The conquerors. Mm -hmm. So it tended to erase the cunning folk and healers and instead only paint them as evil sorceresses who use supernatural to do harm. So now let's talk about Wicca specifically in Wiccans, which funny enough is also known as The Craft, which is also a great film that we talked about <laughs> talked last, about last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm this is also very complicated. I'm gonna get things wrong because Wicca and Wiccans is a purposely decentralized practice. Mm-hmm. So there's no one main guiding book like the Bible or the Pope. Oh. So practices and definitions and beliefs are all different and confusing, and it depends who you ask, essentially. Yeah. But one thing we do know is that uh, the word Wicca is derived from an old English term that meant witch. So giving a nod Mm. to pre-Christian kind of pro-pagan past and a nod Mm. to tapping into magical elements and traditions. And like I said, there's no real outset belief system for Wiccans. But most tend to be duotheistic with a goddess who's connected to the moon and a god connected to the sun 
or they're polytheistic, so believe in multiple gods. Okay. Um, and this also is a nod to their connection with nature, which is kind of the underlying theme within the Wicca practices. Yeah. So many Wiccans believe that magic is a law of nature, but not something su- separate and supernatural. It's simply part of nature. Some think they can tap into this magic law of nature by fully using and tapping into their five senses, while others believe that they can't fully ever know how this magic works, but they see it in practice and thus know it exists. Yeah. Um, Some believe that Wiccans are a positive force against powers of destruction that threaten the world, and their starred pentacle is often associated with Wiccans, and it represents air, earth, water, spirit, and fire. So again, tapping into the natural side of things. So this is obviously just like skimming a skimmed surface of Wiccans. Yeah. It is really interesting. I did have to cut myself off. The big takeaway about Wicca and Wiccans Mm -hmm. is that it's a religious and ritual practice. It has some roots in, um, again, kind of the more quote unquote pagan and witchy things but it really is there to help empower people build community and connect with nature and be a force against yeah the destruction sounds harmless yeah tbh i was into it i was like (laughs) you're like shit i can stop reading (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah i like the wikipedia page is real long and i was clicking i was getting some rabbit holes i was like how do i find a local coven here and there (laughs) What's up with and, that? And that leads to what I was about to ask. Like, there are still people or ask slash say, like, people practice Wicca today. Yeah. Yep. Like, where where people don't, like, outright maybe say, like, yes, I am a witch of whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're yep. like, no, I do practice Wicca, though. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's still super prominent today. It's, like, across yeah. the world. Um, I think mainly probably Europe and the Americas. But And they don't practice it in, like, the joking way. Like, they right, legitimately, exactly. like no like it's their religion yeah exactly and that's why yeah it's really interesting in reading it of talking about even though again there's no like centralized like obviously I keep comparing it to like things to Christianity unfair unfair religion to compare to to the Abrahamics yeah yeah (laughs) but in the sense that you know like (laughs) in Christianity there's like the communion and here's how you do it type of thing in Wicca it seems that like there are some rituals that have similar processes throughout but a lot of it is really individualized i think it's i i think i did read that like some people don't like calling it a religion it's more of like a spirituality practice but yeah Yeah. it's still prominent there's still like thousands and thousands of people that practice it Mm -hmm. tune into nature themselves etc etc yeah so i think that in Going back to Scooby and the Witch's Ghost. Yes. And Ravencroft is mainly emphasizing that his ancestor, Sarah, wasn't an evil witch. Yeah. Because according to the internet, all Wiccans are witches by definition because they practice witchcraft and supernatural traditions. And so with her connection to natural elements and doing good in the world, that this basically proves to Ben that she's not, that she's more of a Wiccan instead of an evil witch. And again, it's yeah. just the term witch at the time had such a bad like definition and connotation that thus she was, you know, persecuted, et cetera, et cetera, simply because she was tapping into 
magic and using natural healing, etc. So Ben goes on to say that he's been searching for this journal for years, including around this old oak tree in the town square that he thinks is the one painted in the portrait of Sarah, which I guess just means he's been like digging up the town square whenever he goes Forever. home. Like, yeah. But he's a famous as fuck like author. So everyone's like, who's going to stop him? Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets coked up so that he can do it. <laughs> he's out there in the middle holes. of the night digging holes. <laughs> They're like, but you know what? In the morning when he comes down, he refills the holes. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. When he doesn't find anything, he puts it all back yeah. to normal. He puts it all back. He pays for yeah. the damages. We don't it's care. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But no luck. So I guess everyone is like, wow, Ben, that's so tragic. Can we go back to the village to see if we're going to get haunted? Let's go. And they just yeah. leave and go back to the Puritan village to be like, <laughs> Can we see your murdered ancestor as a ghost? Let's hit cool. it. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, she sounds like she was nice. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's go see her ghost then. Let's go see her haunt us because she might be evil. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yes, they go back to town or go back to the Puritan village. Yeah. Um, where it's now nighttime. And they see still that the Puritan town is packed with tourists and they are all hoping also to see the ghost they've got cameras they're the early you know ghost adventures type people they're ghost Mm -hmm. hunters etc etc but sarah is a no-show and Mm. everyone is legit upset they're like i can't believe she didn't show up to haunt us she's late for her own party i know let's go and everyone's (laughs) like maybe she'll show up at the autumn fest She's taking a night off before the big festival. She needed to rest. She's drained. She we summoned exhausted. her. She needed to rest a little bit, get yeah. caught up with the time. Tomorrow's she the big show. To wear. Yeah. It's Autumn Fest. She's got yeah. she's got to get her beauty sleep. Yeah. Not that she hasn't had it for the last 400 years, but you know, <laughs> she's got to doll up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, got to touch up, you know. Yeah. And Ben doesn't hide his disappointment as well because hmm. he was hoping, you know, like if she is here to haunt, like he, obviously, like I don't want to talk to my ancestor too. Like I get it from his perspective. Yeah. Spare me, attack them. But yeah. And just like tell me what's up though. Like, how's it going? I'm your I'm your great 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 something, something, something. I'm related to you. Yeah. Which to me, I was like. Have y'all never heard of a Ouija board? Like, call her yeah. up. Right, and exactly. Our last episode. Go back last week. Get some Ouija talk. I'll tell y'all the steps on how to have a proper seance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I guess that's just not his vibe. Um, hilariously, as they like head back to town, like, you know, Ben's kind of like moping on his way back to town. He's being a sad boy. Hmm. Daphne and Fred are on the side, are like, Ben is like obsessed with this ghost yeah like he like can't stop talking about this journal like dude this was 400 years ago get over it it. like bro you're rich you're rich hasn't that solved all your daphne's like that solved all of my generational traumas being rich as fuck what's wrong with him what's wrong with you i guess he's not rich enough (laughs) but he needs to just write more books. Um, but I'm also thinking, like, I mean, I guess I understand how he's sad, but a lot of it has me confused because I'm thinking, dude, this is perfect material for another book. 
Like right? whether she whether she's innocent or was innocent of like evil witchcraft or not. Yeah. Like this is great source material that you like. You should, yeah, right. Like you should be writing up a storm. There's like five books I could think of that you could write about right? like witchcraft shit in this small Massachusetts town. Which yeah. I did think that as well during this. And part of you me was excited. wondering that like maybe he's like, I need to tell my own story, but I need to have redemption for her. Like yeah, being yeah. like, no, she wasn't an evil witch and like almost more of like own. an investigative account. Yeah, exactly. Which like he did do kind of like crime horror novels type of thing. So maybe this is his own like this will be his autobiography or loosely based on a true story type of thing. Yeah, because that's kind of the only thing I could really think about with like I I guess a combination of like which actually no, I will say he does back when they are at his house, and this is probably why I was going to say what I was going to say next is like. He's so obsessed with the journal and like he does actually say that learning about Sarah when he was young and about the journal is actually what got him into kind of like field. Yeah, like paranormal and witchy stuff to begin with. And that's what inspired him to start writing. And so I think that's like why to me it's kind of like this like redemption full circle arc that he's Mm. on is because like that was kind of his origin story to like his entire career and life and he wants to like give her a proper ending yeah type of thing um but yeah i guess he's not into the ouija board he's like that's offensive for her i would never call upon her like this yeah um and to like fred and daphne yeah i'm like he is really obsessed but again this was like his inspiration for his entire life and Mm -hmm. also like and a family member and a family member and also i was like damn if i had an ancestor who was like burned at the stake unfairly as a witch like i'd want to read her fucking journal like yeah cool i bet like i imagined that like in reality her journal entries were just like shit talking to the peasants around town of, yeah like, god they think i'm a witch again like yeah. god i talked about universal health care now they're gonna burn me <laughs> they're gonna burn me god go figure <sighs> again uh, god i talked about wiping out everyone's debts and here we go <laughs> I'm gonna get locked Yet up again. in the socks. Not <laughs> yeah. the pitchforks. Yeah. But this whole time, as I mentioned, Scooby and Shaggy have been eating their way through this diner, and they're finally leaving the restaurant very, very late that evening when the rest of the town is empty. Because again, everyone once they didn't find the witch, just went fucking home for the night, or the ghost witch, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, as they're walking through town. Owls are hooting, the wind is blowing, and it's silent beyond that. And they're starting to get spooked out by this. Mm. And even more so, they get spooked out because as they're walking around town, they kind of step off into an alleyway to like collect themselves and be like, there's not a ghost here. We're fine. It's chill. We're just having, you know, you know, when you're really full and get some nightmares after eating too much, like that's just what's yeah. happening to us. Or we're something. just we're just hallucinating. There was just some PCP in that food. It's all good. It's a small town. Who knows what <laughs> it's was all in there? Good, yeah. <laughs> but as they're collecting themselves, they see some movement in the shadows, and they start to hear hissing. And mm. naturally, they bolt the fuck out of this alleyway as these shadows start to get closer to them. But unfortunately, they do not run to safety. Unfortunately for them, they run back out onto the street only to be met with 
the wind picking up, the leaves around them swirling and cackling as directly in front of the full moon in the bright night sky, this neon green ghost appears with a pointed witch's hat, long old-timey clothing floating in the sky, her hair going everywhere, cackling Mm. and laughing at them. Oh, no. Screaming, this town shall pay for what it did to me. Mm, You go, girl. You go, girl. Demand that respect. She mad. Yeah, she mad, she mad. She's so mad that she shoots down from the sky at them and starts shooting fireballs from her Oh, fuck. This is is an advanced witch. She kept some of that fire that they burned her with. She scoops some right that shit up and she was like, "Mm -mm, I'm bringing this back in the afterlife, baby. I'm going to fuck you up with it. Yes. And she absolutely is because she is shooting it directly at Shaggy and Scooby. As it hits at their ankles, we see it just fucking like explode on the ground into further flames Mm. and smoke. So yes, this at this point, I'm like, was she a weekend? yeah the lines are getting grayer witchy shit here maybe she's maybe she died a wiccan but in her death she became vengeful you know we've talked about it before when you kill someone who if they're not ready to die or if they're mistreated at their death like they'll come back with a vengeance and so in the afterlife She took a hard turn. Hard turn. Hard yeah, turn I think, away from Wicca. I think if Ben ever meets this witch, he's gonna have a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh shit, it. you are not helping my case here. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Cut out the fireballs. Yeah, but while they're running, they turn a corner in town and literally run into Daphne, Fred, Velma, and Ben. Okay. They explain what they saw. They're trying to get, they're about to get murdered via fire from this witch ghost mm. thing. And they take them all back to the spot where they were shot at by the ghost witch. But Sarah is no longer there. However, mm-hmm. Velma does find some residue on the ground, likely from the fireballs that were getting fucking thrown at them. Mm-hmm. While Fred and Daphne find some broken branches on the ground from where the witch ghost rose out of. And they notice that the tops of the trees that like she came out from behind are perfectly flattened. Mm-hmm. And as they look around being like, these are some weird things and clues probably. They see some glowing lights further into the woods outside of town. So naturally they head straight for the lights in these dark ass woods yes of course so smartly yeah obviously so as they approach the glowing lights the woods start to get foggier and start to obscure everything they see although shaggy and scooby as they approach the lights and get closer and closer they see the shadows that they saw before in the alleyway and start screaming obviously they're like ah this is what we saw right before we saw that fucking witch ghost like this is a bad sign yeah but while they cannot fully see they can hear and what they hear 
is a ripping on a guitar and yes. uh, I'm a hex girl and I'm gonna put a spell on you. Gonna put a spell on you. <laughs> yes. And as the fog clears, we see three literal icons, three goddesses, yes. three fucking rock stars who I think literally changed my life at the age of seven when we watched this film. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. We were so young watching yeah, we were this. Like oh my God. Seven or eight. Yeah. And I think like it was a combination. And tell me your reaction as well once I reveal who these are. But I was yeah. like a combination of like in love with them and wanted to be them. And mm-hmm. I still am all these things mm-hmm. because I think these three, well, tell say who they are in a second. showed little seven-year-old grace watching this that like women can be badass moody rock stars as well because this is the fucking hex girls and they are shredding yes the legends on stage right now their song gonna put a put a spell on you so i'll pause here Yes, you did mention earlier that is indeed the three voices of the special guest yes. earlier. Yes. What 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 was your um, relationship with the Hex Girls as a child? And yes, this was oh. their first appearance in the Scooby-Doo franchise. Oh, I just love them. They're for great. I mean it, it was it, there's always people saying like what are your favorite like fictional songs or like songs that exist in fictional universes mm-hmm. that aren't like real and stuff like that and I put them up there with like probably my favorite like fictional music group mm-hmm. you know fictional band whatever like they're so yeah. iconic and maybe I guess I'm sure there were obviously there were like all female groups and stuff before that and even in in like rock and stuff and like hardcore music I guess like with Joan Jett and everything like that but like in our time growing up and maybe I'm just forgetting but like I can't really think of any so to see like an all girls just like straight up like shredding hard rock group was amazing yep and now that I'm thinking about it when you said that we watched this when we were seven I was like holy shit does that inspire me to like play the drums and the guitar and like bass and like in a band and stuff like only like five or like less than 10 years after that because I can't think of what other like because it was all rock music I'm like I can't think of what other inspirations for me liking rock at that age were so yeah amazing and I will also say that they are a huge part of the Scooby-Doo universe because they have made appearances even after this movie and so they're like yeah amazing yeah Yeah, the wikipedia for this movie actually said that like they like most likely the appearance of the hex girls is like why this particular film was so successful yeah Yeah. and you're right of like at the time yeah like there obviously were other female rock groups you know there always have been etc etc but you know like when i think of 90s you know like grunge and like more hardcore rock and that kind of stuff it's like I only know them as an adult now because it was more like underground and like what we were probably exposed to at the time, unless we had parents who listened to that type of music, which I don't think either of us did. Neither of us did. Like what we would have seen in all female groups was like the Spice Girls or like Mm -hmm. this was the TLC. Exactly. (laughs) That was what I thought of, but yeah, not hard rock. Destiny's Child. Like it's all, Mm -hmm. yeah, like pop, R&B, like that type of stuff. And so it's you know, throughout all of that tends to be like a very girly girl and like that type of stuff. And so we weren't seeing like punk 
when we yeah. were seven again, unless like our parents were into that world, which neither of ours were. And so yeah. I think that's why probably for both of us, like seeing this was so like shocking and inspiring that yeah. it was like, oh, girls can be hardcore too. Yeah. Like girls can be badasses as well. Like, yeah. Ooh, like can be like hardcore, but also pretty while doing it too. Yes, like not, exactly. yeah. Like they were like, fashionable as fuck. Yes, like they can be, you can be anything was like yes. this moment. Yeah, um, and the music was freaking amazing. Yes, which Great is why songs. I noted earlier that literally one of the members of like who did the voice for Hex Girls was literally in a rock band called the Go-Go. Yeah. It was like, yeah. they wrote the music for it. Like they literally had a rock star write the music for this yeah. film. And like, we are just simply not worthy. No. So I'm going to pause real quick to describe the three hex girls that make nice. us, or the three women who make up hex girls. Yeah. So first we have Dusk, who is the drummer and backup singer. And Dusk is like, pale ass goth girl skin like has never seen the sunlight she's got (laughs) short blonde like pixie cut hair that she wears up in pigtails she wears a long tight black green turquoise ish dress that has really long sleeves a necklace that has a silver x on it plus a full leather choker that has like the spikes sticking out, like Mm -hmm. dog collar style. Yeah. Um, Green lipstick and like a mile of eyeshadow and mascara going on. As the drummer, she's like the crazy one. Uh, She's got like a bit more of a temper and attitude and we love this for her. And also I know we've mentioned the craft already and last episode we did. Like, I don't know which one came first, like this movie or the craft. I think the think the craft yeah they definitely i think yeah modeled the woman exactly from the craft into the hex exactly so then we have luna who is the keyboardist and black up singer luna is a black one with this spiky bright orange bob cut and she's got some spiky bangs going on as well Mm -hmm. she rocks gold hoops and a gold necklace with this like bright purple medallion on it they all kind of have like a color scheme. So Luna's yeah. is purple. She wears these like cool ass purple gloves and has a purple dress on that has over it. And I'm obsessed with this, this like long bodycon kind of like button up dress coat cloak situation, yeah. almost like matrixy okay. happening. Yeah. And I love it. It's yeah. fashion. She's got light purple eyeshadow and maroon lipstick on She's like the chill one. She's got a kind of more monotone voice. She likes freaking people out with like the gothy witchy vibe. And she doesn't let anyone touch her keyboard. And while Dusk was the crazy one, Luna is like the cool girl. Yeah. And finally, we have Thorn, who's our guitarist and lead vocalist. She also has got the goth girl pale going on with long black hair with like tints of maroon and red in it. She's got like full vampire Elvira, Morticia Adams inspired mm-hmm. vibe. She's got like this long or like this tight black and like red shadowy like dress on that includes fingerless gloves. It's tattered at the bottom. She's got like ankle boot heels on. She's got these like draped shoulder pieces and like a red sash around her waist. 
She also wears a bat necklace and has deep red mm-hmm. lipstick on. And Thorn here really carries main character witch energy. Yes. Yes. So that is our band. They also all rock vampire teeth. Naturally. Yes, that's right. They got the fangs in. Yeah. Exactly. And of course. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And at the end of this badass gonna put a pel- spell on you song, which, by the way, we get a full fucking music video. Yes. Like under the full moon, fog machine, explosions <laughs> in the background, ooky, spooky, creepy, witchy vibe happening. And it's perfect. And again, imagine seven to eight year old Grace and Alexis jaws dropped on yeah, the floor watching this. unblinking <laughs> wanting to be them um. <laughs> no exactly so at the end of this performance the gang and ben all cheer you know there's again explosions that go off of stage and the hex girls finally notice mystery ink and everyone and they're like who the fuck are you and why are you at our rehearsal <laughs> yeah good question correct <laughs> yeah but then Luna recognizes Ben Ravencroft in the okay, crowd. Okay, like they have to at least know him, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're they're local. They're a local band. Ben's mm-hmm. a local hero, mm-hmm. and even more so, they're like, "Oh my God, Ben Ravencroft! Like, you're one of us. Like, you understand like the spooky, creepy shit that we're into. Like, he's cool. He can hang." And Ben is a little bit like, huh, "Thank huh. you. Hey." Indeed. Because, like, Hi. they're also young adult women, but, like, Ben... They're almost like, automatically jealous. Yeah, like, Velma was like, excuse I understand you too, Ben. Your music was terrible, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but those aren't even real vampire teeth. I've seen real vampires, Ben. Ben, I've seen ben, real vampires. Ben, remember me? Hi, Ben. Yeah. Ben. Ben, she's, like, putting eyeliner on desperately, but doing a bad job. Like, putting a choker collar on. She's taking Scooby's collar off. Yeah, and my punk? like putting it on super tight. Yeah, yeah. but I'm punk too. Hi ben. <laughs> exactly. But despite recognizing them, the hex girls are like, "We're rehearsing because we're like the headliners at Autumn Fest tomorrow. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of our rehearsal." And they're like, "Okay, we're so security. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, security, get them, or we're gonna hex you." And they're like, "Okay, sorry, we're out. Bye." Oh, Ben's oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, like, bye. They look like they actually could do that. So, <laughs> I mean, just go ahead and yes. back out. Exactly. Yeah. So, they walk away back into the woods, and Fred notes that, like, the hex girls, like, did kind of seem creepy and thus maybe suspicious. And thus, at this point, gang, we should probably split up for the night to follow a couple leads we got going on here. Mm-hmm. And Fred, of course, says, All right, Daphne and I will go keep an eye on the hex girls. And this moment is also why this film was iconic and life changing, I think, to us as Scooby Doo fans as children. Because Velma fucking calls Fred out and says, Hey, Fred, why is it that you always seem to pair off with just Daphne? Yeah. And Daphne starts blushing and Fred starts mm-hmm. stuttering. Velma throws him a bone though and's like, okay, sounds good. Like, we'll go our separate wise. You guys go keep an eye on uh the hex girls. But I remember this being like a huge, this again was like a recovered memory, like a huge deal to me. Cause I think this was like the first, I don't know if they did it in Zombie Island. I don't think they did, but this I think was the first moment where the show was like, Yeah, Fred and Daphne are together. Like yeah, a little tip a of the hat here. to it. Yeah. yeah. 
Although at the time, I think I was just like, oh my God, Fred and Daphne, like, oh my God, she's blushing. He's stuttering. Like, yeah, they're dating. They have a crush on each other. Where like now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, no oh, shit. they're just going yeah. back into the woods to like hook the fuck up. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why they were like, we'll stay in the woods. Bye. We're going to go yeah, make right. out like <laughs> deuces. But yes, this like was a recovered memory of a big moment to me of again, me being like, oh my God. And Velma calling Fred out for like going into the woods to get some with Daphne. Yeah, right. So yes, the gang splits up here and we're going to follow them all until they reunite. And so some time passes and we rejoin Fred and Daphne probably after they've hooked up because (laughs) Fred is standing like inches from Daphne and like really, I will say adorably for all that shit I just gave them. He's like stuttering and blushing and being like, Daphne, I've been needing to him to like tell you this, but there's like, it's never felt like a good time and now feels like a good time to tell you that I, and then he's interrupted by the presence of the hex girls walking through the um, woods after their rehearsal, course. which is like low key heartbreaking because I think Fred was about to confess his love to Daphne. Yeah. And got interrupted because, again, never a perfect time. No such thing, especially when you're in Mystery Inc. <laughs> no, never a perfect time to express your love. And the whole time Daphne's just like, oh, Freddie. Fred, what so, now, Fred? Yeah. Oh, the hex girls, look. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. Hey, girls. No, they stay incognito because they hear Thorne telling the other two that they should perform their ritual tonight. Ooh. But Luna and Dusk are like, Thorne, we're too tired. Our powers are weak from rehearsal. But hmm. tomorrow, before the show, we should definitely perform our ritual. And Thorne is like kind of pissed about this. And she's like, fine, girls, I'll just do it myself tonight. And they all say, bad dreams, sisters, as they all go <laughs> love into the woods, which we yeah. should adopt, like in yes, our first by the lives. way. Yeah. yeah yes. Bad dreams, sister dream Thorne. Yes. Bad dreams, sister Luna and Dusk. I love it. Yes, it's perfect. So they all part ways, but Fred and Daphne decide to follow Thorne due to her mention of some spooky ritual. Mm-hmm. And they follow her kind of creeping through the woods back to her house where there is like a shed out back that she goes into. And they like peek over through the woods of the shed. Questionable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. First of all, I'm like, Fred, Daphne, you guys are now trespassing. Yes. And but she's okay. like alone walking by herself in these woods exactly. and like through the dark town at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, to yikes. someone who you think is possibly a witch. Yeah. And now creeping into, again, peeking through the window. Yeah. They see the shed is filled with candles and dried pa- plants and bowls and, you know, mortars and pestles. And they see Thorne lighting the candles and starting to make a concoction that starts bubbling and smoking and like filling the room with smoke and fog. And then Thorne starts drinking the potion, mm-hmm. which friend Daphne are obviously like, this bitch is a witch. She's a witch. We should probably leave now. She's doing yeah. a ritual here. So they GTFO mm-hmm. back into town to try and find the rest of the gang. But meanwhile, the rest of the gang, Velma, Ben, Shaggy, and Scooby, as they were walking out of the woods to go back into town to, like, try and see, again, where the witch had spooked Fred or Shaggy and Scooby, they find a set of tire tracks in the woods, not near mm. any of the roads. Okay. So they follow the tires until they hit this decrepit old barn 
that they see Mayor Corey walking out of after he lock he locks the door, looks both ways, and then scurries off into the woods, which is okay. a little shysty. Pretty suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Velma and Ben stay to break into the barn to see what he was doing in there while Shag and Scoob go follow the mayor. And so Velma is able to break into the barn through an upper window, which hilariously she does by crawling on top of Ben and like standing on his like head. She's like, just a little further. And again, Ben, who's sick of Velma's shit, is like, uh, 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 I can't push you. And he's like, she's like stepping on her his ponytail. He's literally like knocking his glasses off with her feet. Oh my God. But again, whatever. Velma is able to crawl up and get in and then open a door for Ben, like kind of a side Ben, door. look at how athletic I am. How cool. <laughs> ben, aren't you impressed? This was so easy. And she's like are like working here. Yeah, his, yeah. Like, he's, got, he's got a footprint on his like yeah. <laughs> face. She's like, wasn't I graceful like a ballerina? Like perhaps a performer, <laughs> like the Hex girls. I'm more graceful than them. <laughs> Don't you think, Ben? 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 <laughs> she opens the door and unlocks it because she forgot to let him in yes oh i mean didn't i make that look so easy (laughs) after she She resets all of it yeah exactly but she does let ben in he's like yeah yeah sure whatever velma yeah but in the barn here they do find a cherry picker so basically like mm-hmm. a, a pickup truck that has a cherry picker on top. So it's like a kind of got like a hydraulic lift that you can, you know, press a button and it goes up and down. Okay. Um, but the engine of the truck is still warm, mm-hmm. prompting them to be like, this late at night, who's out here ch- picking cherries? Picking cherries. <laughs> it is midnight. <laughs> and if so, why would the mayor have been the one using this truck? He's not cherry yeah. picker. He's a mayor. <laughs> doesn't make any sense uh, but back get it in together town, mayor in. choose but your path back in town yeah you can't have both we are a binary society <laughs> yeah. one or the other but back in town shaggy and scooby are following the mayor on a series of strange late night errands including okay. picking up a package from the hardware store that apparently the owner came to at midnight to meet the mayor because they're not open right now. And then the mayor goes and drops it off at the back door of another business in town. And he continues to do weird back and forths, like backdoor exchanges throughout the evening. And he continuously looks over his shoulder to make sure he's not being followed and eventually slips into another rundown barn at the edge of town. Hmm. And thinking they can finally corner him, Shaggy and Scooby go in after the mayor. But by the time they're able to get in, the mayor is gone. But what is in the barn is, you guessed it, the witch's ghost. Of course. (laughs) She's up in the rafters because it's Shaggy and Scooby, so of course she's there. She's Mm -hmm. up in the rafters and starts screaming again at them, saying, how dare you disturb my resting place? This Mm. town will pay. Mm -hmm. And of course, she's shooting fireballs at them again in a barn. (sighs) In a barn. This is not good. This is not good. Flammable place. There's a lot of hay there. Wooden hay. Yeah. Not great. But they run out of the barn and she is chasing them. Scooby and Shaggy 
outside of the bar now, literally run into the mayor who was back in the streets of town. They don't give a fuck. They leave him for dead. They keep running. They do not stop and help him. <laughs> Every man for himself. Yeah, screw you, mayor. <laughs> and so they once again run directly into Velma, Ben, Daphne, and Fred, who had all wandered back into town trying to reunite from their various adventures. But once again, by the time they run into them and then turn around and try to show them where the witch was, the witch ghost is gone. And at this point, the mayor storms up to them being like, what the fuck are y'all doing right now? Like, what is going on? Because y'all just stormed over and ran into me and you are causing trouble. Yeah. And so they explain all of the spooky and suspicious stuff they saw this evening. They don't mention the mayor's own suspicious behavior, mm-hmm. but that none of it's adding up. And then they do say that Scooby and Shaggy have been chased twice now by the ghost. Yeah. And to everyone's shock, Velma says, you know what? Like Shaggy and Scooby keep getting fucking spooked out. This place is just too scary. Maybe we should leave. Huh? And Shaggy and Scooby are like, yes, 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 yes. Let's go home. And the mayor is like, oh, so soon? But then Velma adds, after we get just one more clue and then we'll leave. But I could probably get this clue tonight and have this mystery solved up with a nice pretty bow right before the autumn fest. Okay. And with okay. that confidence, we love it. We love Velma it. confidently hatching a plan yeah. is where we're gonna end our first part. Uh, okay. With the All gang right. suspicious of everyone in town, a fireball throwing witch ghost still on the loose, and the gang huddling up to hear Velma's hatched plan on how. To catch this ghost. Okay. But, dear listeners, things are maybe not all what they seem. So, tune in next week for Ooh. our second and final part of Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Yes, and the end of our Halloween arc at that. Yes, yes. exactly. It's all so, coming to a close. Well, great job so far. You've got me on Thank the edge you. of my seat to the extent that I don't remember everything that happens at the we end love of it. this. I'm, I'm like, you don't. ooh, what? I'm trying to well, there's yeah. lots few, of th- twists few things I do remember, but yeah, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to hear her tell it to me yes, again. Yes, yes. So wonderful. So, stay tuned, everyone. And between now and next week, Alexis, who should our listeners tell about this show? Hmm. You should tell. You know, dang, I'm so mad at myself. I thought of something earlier on in the episode, like, oh, that's the who they should tell, and I forgot it. Um, yeah, man, everything I'm thinking of we've done before. (laughs) So you should tell a, um, a history show host, I suppose. A lot of them on Instagram or X or Twitter, whatever the fuck. And yeah, let them know. Good. Who should they tell? I like that. Um, I think after that, you should tell, um, a paranormal author so not necessarily mm-hmm. like a horror author like Stephen King but someone mm-hmm. who specifically writes about the paranormal things like okay ghosts and aliens and cryptids yeah. uh and let oh, them know cool. about this show they'll love it awesome awesome great well well until we'll next week see y'all next week bye bye Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. 
we post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. 